0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name. And Scott. Hey, yo. Is that a charger product? It's gonna be. Jeff. The Green rise to the top. for oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great
1: action figures from our good friends
0: at Hasbro. The fully postable.
2: Have your own wrestle menu with all your favorite figures.
0: Wrestling figure. Each sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. <laughs>
3: Hey, welcome to episode 256 of the fully posable wrestling figure podcast longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother not storyline brother Scott Scott say hello
2: hello Scott what's going on dude well to go right off the bat here as I do every week purple haze bang pushing me through tonight's show yes purple haze one of your favorites Jeff good choice good choice. Thank you. And I want to stop having shows where we don't have to throw out an RIP. Right before we started podcasting tonight, the news broke that Zeus passed away. For a lot of kids that grew up in that era, he was a very memorable character, not only from the No Holds Barred movie, but also an in-ring performer. And he's going to be missed. I know he was set up for a con in March where he was going to be signing autographs. And that's not going to happen now. Obviously, uh, we've already read some of the fans that were supposed to be attending that now are pretty upset that they're not going to see Zeus. But aside from that, you know, just thoughts go out to the family and just mourning the loss. And gosh, man, that's 2020 has been bad, you know, and on the, the losing the wrestlers front, it's been really bad. You know, we've lost the Fink. We've lost Kamala. Animal, Pat Patterson, Tracy Smothers, the list goes on. It's been a bad year for that. Ready to move on from 2020. I'm very done with it, but RIP Zeus, big big loss for a lot of fans in the world of wrestling.:
3: Zeus was one of those first performers that I remember coming from the entertainment movie world to wrestling. and actually going in ring too.: Yeah, because we didn't we weren't around for the Andy Kaufman stuff. That was a little bit before our time. Correct. So we weren't really smartened up to the Andy Kaufman
2: stuff. Right. We only knew celebrities like performing at WrestleMania doing something, but not actually like... Mr. T, of course, you know, he would have been like the big one. That is very true. Thank you for calling me on that. Well, but that was still like when we first started watching wrestling, like all celebrities after that pretty much had like a a performing role outside of the ring.
3: Correct. Good call on Mr. T. I'm going to retract my statement, but Zeus is the one where... I remember coming from the entertainment world over because you used to see wrestlers go on to TV shows. For yes. ex- for example, uh, Steve from the PPW podcast and myself were talking last night. King Kong Bundy was on Married with Children.
2: Yes. Hulk Hogan was on the A-Team.
3: Hulk Hogan was on the A-Team. So w- we were used to seeing wrestlers go over into TV shows and movies, but we weren't used to entertainers coming over into the wrestling business and actually like you said getting in ring mr t is probably the one person i missed and i can't believe i missed that but at the same time oh it happens zeus is the one that stands out in my head
2: it's not like you called him justin t
3: <laughs> i'm so glad that justin liger <laughs> took off like it did
2: <laughs> oh my God. i'm so embarrassed for that dude like <laughs> I can't even explain that one away. Like, oh, yeah, I was thinking of something. Like, I don't know where my brain went, dude.
3: (laughs) Justin Liger. I got so many messages that said, thank you for calling Scott on Justin Liger. and I was like, that's what I'm here for.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you calling me out.
3: (laughs) That's okay. Rink skirts made a uh, a picture that says Coco Pie, and it's in the Costco logo. I love with the, it with the three red stripes and it has a pie from American pie or Amer- <laughs>
2: American pie. Yeah. American
3: pie. Yes. And it has the whole cutout. That's hilarious. I even believe
2: that was an apple pie. So that's very appropriate.
3: Just fits the situation.
2: Absolutely. So to speak.
3: So <laughs> I see what you did there. Scott, I too am about to drink a new bang.
2: Oh, look at you. This is what? Three weeks in a row? Four weeks in a row?
3: Yes, but You have never even tried this one. I found it on the Amazon. I went to the Amazon and I found it.
2: Deep into the Amazon. And this is what you came out with. It is Purple Kittles. Purple Kittles. I read that as Purple Kitties. So glad you clarified that. Purple Kittles is the name of it.
3: Holy shit. I could see how you saw that.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. At a glance, I was like, Purple Kitties?
3: What? (laughs) All right. So... I'm going into this one blind, dude. I know nothing about this one. Haven't heard a review, haven't anything like that. So I'm going to be trying this one for the first time.
2: Okay. Ooh, that's a good sound. You can do filler if you'd like. Okay, yeah. So Jeff has opened the can, obviously. Jeff is putting the can to his lips.
3: This is like golf, dude. You're like very quiet. You're like, here comes the putt.
2: You're interrupting my filler. Can is going to the lips. Jeff is laughing a little. Here's the determination.
3: I. okay that's not bad
2: he's mildly confused I am mildly confused uh, I taste purple <laughs> if purple had a flavor purple kittles would be it
3: <laughs> that's a familiar flavor I just can't put my mind to it hold on is it grape soda I. Th- it, yeah you know what I think it is grape hold on Celeste oh here comes a second opinion uh, well the funny thing is just she can't drink this stuff oh crap It has fake stuff, but I'm going to, because if she takes like a little sip. Yes. She'll have like a headache for like 19 days for some reason. Oh, Um,
2: yeah. We don't want to do that to Christmas.
3: Can you try a sip of this? Hold on. Celeste is here. Hi, Celeste. Hi. Can you take a sip of this, just a little sip, and tell me what it tastes like to you?
2: Jeff is willing to risk your headache for the sake of the show and a taste test.
0: What is that?
3: It's called Purple Kittles. Bang. It's like a grape soda, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it tastes like a grape soda, like Grape Nerds is what it tastes like to me. Ooh,
2: Grape Nerds?
3: That's what it is. That's what
2: it is. Okay, that might be one of my new favorites because Purple Haze, you know, I just put over Purple Haze. It's one of the best. Right, right.
0: What does this one taste like? Uh,
2: It tastes like grape.
0: It tastes like Grape Nerds.
2: Yeah, that's it, it, dude. It's Grape Nerds. It's
0: Liquid Grape Nerds.
2: Okay. Jeff Uh, said it tasted like the color purple.
4: We're great grape nerds.
2: Okay, grape nerds. That that's a better, that's a better uh, take on that. Yes. Yeah,
4: it's actually not bad.
2: So, anyways,
3: I have a few cans for you. Okay, thank you.
2: Yay! I get to taste what purple tastes like. Very excited. All right,
3: you can exit stage left. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Your headache was worth it. Thank you, Celeste. She just gave me double birds. Nice. Nice. She's a big Steve Austin fan.
3: I know. She, I'm expecting a kick to the stomach and stunner after the show. <laughs> so, yeah, it tastes like great nerds, dude. That's actually not bad. So I do have a few cans for you and Shannon.
2: Yay. Thank you. I'm super You're... excited because Purple Hay is one of my favorites. So if that's even close, then that's going to be awesome.
3: All right. We've wasted enough time on Purple Kittles.
2: Yeah. Considering Bang is not a sponsor of this show, we just really like Bang.
3: Yeah. We've been talking about it for the past two years. So it, screw, yes. screw it.
2: And Jeff, I wanted to ask you, have you ever watched a wrestling show? and this would be like over the last few years that we've been doing this show. Have you ever watched a pay-per-view or raw or whatever it might be and seen something where immediately you're like, this needs to be in action figure form. We need to get this in our wrestling line.
3: Yes. Every single show that I've seen Justin Liger on. Okay. Okay. Where are you going with this? We need
2: to put your digs on a chart and we're going to limit you to five (laughs) per show. Oh,
3: we'll just put them on sticky notes like in Drunk Wrestling History.
2: Oh, okay. So now it's take shots at Scott within the first 10 <laughs> minutes of recording. Okay, I see where this is going. It's going downhill quickly.
3: No, no. Uh, where are you going with it?
2: I watched the NXT War Game show.
3: Excellent show. Go ahead.
2: Yes. And Shotzi's tank had been destroyed a couple episodes of NXT previous to the War Game show. And Shotzi came out as captain of her team in a new tank. And the thing was larger, it had a huge skull thing on the front of it, and it shot a rocket. If that doesn't make it into an ultimate edition, or uh, anything, like, pick a deluxe packaging, give us Shotzi's figure, and the new tank that shoots a projectile. It just, it screamed that it needs to come out from Mattel. Give us that next year, please. I like where you're going with that. It's just, how do you make that? Are, are you going to just
3: do basically another slambulance or something like that and just
2: make it? Well, no, because it can't be that scale. It was smaller, but Shotzi has to fit into it somehow. Either you bend her at, at the knees, so she kind of fits into, into it like a squat position. So they could do a
3: basic with a Shotzi tank that is like the slambulance or something like that, because you can't do an ultimate addition. I mean, that's, that just doesn't work.
2: Yes, it does. That's the only accessory that comes with it. So we don't need extra Shotzi heads. We don't need any, well, I mean, she'll, she has to have the helmet, but we don't need extra hands. We don't need extra jackets. Just give us Shotzi with the helmet on, removable of course, and the tank that shoots a projectile. And don't recall it like they did to the Boba Fett figure back in the day, because it shot a rocket out of his back. They <laughs> thought kids were either going to shoot their eyes out or choke on the rocket. No, no, no. Give us the tank with the shooting rocket, please
3: how would you put the tank inside an ultimate edition packaging? Like, does it like some assembly is required or something
2: like that? Yeah, maybe it comes in two parts and it snaps together. I don't care. But here's the thing. It has to be motorized like an old school stomper. Remember those? Yes. Yes, it has to be motorized. It has to roll. It has to turn left and right because Shotzi did that. It has to spin in a circle and it has to shoot the projectile. I don't care if it comes in two pieces, three pieces, whatever. Whatever but we need Shotzi and a tank. Please. Uh, I said please.
3: So I don't think you can do an ultimate edition. I think you're going to be looking at slambulance type scaling or something like that. I think that would be better because you could probably get more out of it if it's in that scale, that big scale, because you might be able to get the gun that fires whatever's going to fire. or And if you want it
2: motorized, there's no way they can do it in ultimate edition. It has to be in that slambulance type thing. Well, then I'm okay with it. I just don't want it in the ambulance size. I want it the the proper in-scale size to how Shotzi's tank is. But as soon as I saw that, I'm like, okay, this is just screaming to be made by Mattel. It
3: has to be. I like where your head's at. You're in the right ballpark. I'm in the neighborhood. You are in the neighborhood. You are. Scott, we're going to do things a little different than we normally do at the beginning of the show. As you can tell, we already went off about purple kitties and...
2: Which was clarified as purple kittles, thank you. <laughs> and all
3: that stuff. But anyways, we're going to do this stuff a little different. Obviously, you guys know where to get our shirts. You guys know where to find us. You guys know where to find our shows on fullypostablepodcast.com. You can read articles over there with Corey Human and everything. Scott, why don't you hit up our buddies at FOCO?
2: Yes, guys. Christmas is right around the corner. We're starting to hit that deadline where you're running out of time on the calendar to get your gifts ordered. That's why you need to go to FOCO.com. Load up your cart with all of their amazing sports products, including WWE bobbleheads. They've got legends. They've got current superstars. You name them, chances are they've got a bobblehead made. Best part is when you load up your cart with all of those cool products, use code WFP10 and you are going to save yourself 10%. Again, foco.com, F-O-C-O.com. When you get to check out, code WFP10 is going to save you 10%.
3: And also, we want you to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. We haven't talked about any figures yet, so we can't really see if any of them were on Wrestling Toy Tracker, but I'm sure we'll hit up a few. But over at Wrestling Toy Tracker, you can see the carded, the loose prices of Hasbro's, Galoobs, LJNs, Just Toys, Bendems, Defining Moments, and more. So check out, oh, and retros. So check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Scott Eagle Moss.
2: Yeah, guys, again, Christmas is coming and you're looking for gifts. Eagle Moss has got them. Give them a follow on Twitter. Check out all of their cool products at Hero Collector underscore. They've got a great line of WWE statues available now and you can subscribe to their service. When you do, they're going to send you the statues as they're released and you'll get the cool two-part ring. It's pretty big that you can display those statues in. Again, Eagle Moss, WWE statues, and Christmas. It's a winning combination. Head over, check out Eagle Moss on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore.
3: Scott, did you do any toy spotting?
2: I did, actually, and I was super surprised. Our local Walmart got in Elite 80, and not only did they get in Elite 80, they got in three cases. So they don't get in much, but when they do, they get a lot of the same. So they had Elite 80, but I had already done the RSC sale for Black Friday, so didn't pick any of those up, but they also had the new WWE Mo or, um, WWE MOTU crossover figures. And you were good on Jake and Seth, but your Fiend and Mr. T had gotten canceled by Walmart. So I picked those two up for you. Was glad to help you out with that. Thank you, kind sir. Of course. And the last bit of toy spotting news is Travis Fowler hooked me up with the DOD Undertaker. So finally got that one checked off the list. Finally have a kick-ass Undertaker hanging up on the wall. That DoD figure is one of my favorite Undertaker figures of all time. Absolutely love it. They captured him perfectly. So big thanks to Travis Fowler for hooking me up. And that pretty much rounds out my toy spotting. Oh, you got through that pretty quick. I was not expecting that. Oh, well, we kind of have like a shared story on toy spotting as well regarding Jason Wolf's custom Road Warriors figures. So I was figuring, wait until you start talking about it, and then I would chime in, but...
3: I got the Road Warriors. Same. They are out of stock, as you predicted. Oh, yeah. That was no surprise, dude. If you missed out, I'm sorry. Those Road Warriors figures are sick looking, though. And you can put a bunch of different shoulder pads on them, too. Like the bone-crunching shoulder pads of the Road Warriors. You can put those onto Jason's Customs. They look great, and I can't wait to get them in hand.
2: Oh, yeah. They're beautiful. And, again, they are not Legion of Doom WWF era. They are think mid to late 80s road warriors. So they are incredible looking. The detail on them is exactly what you would expect from Jason Wolf. Super high quality. They're resin. They're held together magnetically. So there's no crazy joints that are going to break and they're beautiful. And as you mentioned, the Jack's Bone Cruncher shoulder pads fit perfectly on them. Jason actually had pictures up on Facebook showing that off. So super happy that you and I both got a set. We were in contact with a couple other people. They got their sets as well and they're long gone. That's why you got to follow Jason folks. Give him a follow on Twitter at art of Jason Wolf. He's also on Facebook at the same handle and the dude's got it going on with these customs. And when you follow his social media, you're going to have the, the upper hand when it comes to ordering these things. Cause when they go live, they're gone within about five to 10 minutes. So you got to follow his social media The Art of Jason Wolf. Do yourself a favor. They are beautiful figures.
3: They are beautiful figures. So, yeah, those were the ones I picked up. Oh, uh, Celeste went to Target out in the Dublin area. And so she called me and she goes, okay, they have the Survivor Series, Drew McIntyre. I'm like, good. She goes, they do have John Morrison. I was like, oh, cool. I do need that one. That's the last one I needed. Nice. So Celeste goes, "Uh, okay, so I'll pick you out the best package. I was like, that's right. (laughs) You know how I like it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jeff likes the best package.
3: <laughs> so, what do you mean? Oh, You're because an MLC I, guy. I'm an MOC guy. That's right. Oh, that's, yeah. That's what. That's what I thought you were going with. Anyways. Yeah. So she comes home and she hands the John Morrison over to me. I'm like, oh, this is a cool figure. You know, it's, it captures him from that era of 08 pretty well. And I was like, it's got this old SmackDown tag title. That's cool. And she goes, yeah, I got you the best packaging. I'm looking at the front of it. I was like, this is, this is perfect. It's pristine. And so I flip it over just to see there's a box cut that
2: she didn't see right down the back. It's on the backside. That is forgivable.
3: I, I don't blame her at all. She didn't see it. She was looking at the corner. She was looking at the packaging. She goes, it's, it's good. And I was like, yeah, it is really good. And then I flipped it over to read the back. Sure enough, but that's okay.
2: Yeah, that's not a big deal, dude. I, if I don't feel anything with my hand as I'm inspecting the front of the package, then I don't even worry about it. A box cutter mark on the back. Who cares?
3: Right, right. So that was uh, that was it
2: for my toy spotting this week. Nice. Yep. Good toy spotting week. Pretty solid. Yes, yeah, especially with those Road Warrior Customs beautiful figures guys you need to follow his social media if you're into hasbro customs good quality hasbro customs gotta follow that man yep absolutely scott we have a little bit of news what do you say we jump into it let's talk about it
1: oh you gonna learn today
3: God, I'm going to just talk about the only thing in wrestling figure news. It was a micro brawler from Pro Wrestling Tees. They released the Owen Hart micro brawler. Owen has the sunglasses up around the forehead. It has the Owen Hart singlet. Um, says Owen Hart Foundation on where the heart is, where Brett and Owen used to wear it on their singlet. Sold out within minutes. There was 250 released
2: and all gone. Yeah, you've got to think this is going to spawn another one. And greater numbers, too. Because Owen Hart fans... I mean, there's so many of them. They're clamoring for another figure of him. And Pro Wrestling Tees did market it as his first figure in over 20 years. Sold out in minutes. And if you got one, kudos. That's awesome. I only saw a couple of people that actually confirmed that they got one. Some people had the misfortune of adding it to their cart. And then having it taken out because they sold out. So, that's great. That's hopefully... Food for the next one. That's food for thought for pro wrestling tees that, okay, this thing sold out that quick. People are going to want another one. So hopefully there's a couple more that come out in greater numbers so everybody can get their hands on one. This one is great. They were already posting up to eBay. I have no idea how much they got up to, but that's how wrestling figures go these days. People get them and immediately post them on eBay to resell them. That sucks because as a collector, you just want one, but now you're going to have to pay through the nose to get it. So hopefully there's more coming.
3: So they were getting yanked out of people's carts?
2: Yes. Somebody said, I had one in my cart, and I went to check out, and it was gone.
3: Were they on Target.com?
2: <laughs> were they trying to purchase a G.I. Joe? Actually, it probably would have gone way worse. It would have been much more <laughs> of a crap show had Target handled this.
3: <laughs> so, yes, the Owen Hart micro-brawler... 250 of them
2: were released and sold out within minutes. So that's about it. Scott, what do you have for other toy news for other toy news? Couple things from super seven here. They've announced a new three and three quarter inch reaction transformer line available for pre-order. Now the new set includes blaster dirge, Devastator, which is a six inch figure because remember, Devastator has all of the Decepticons that gather together to form Devastator. It's going to be six inches tall as opposed to three and three quarter inches and does have a higher price point. Rounding out Blitzwing and Perceptor. Super 7 also announced color variants for their three and three quarter inch Reaction Thundercats figures. Color variants of Lion-O, Mumra, and Man. And that rounds out Super 7 news continuing on to Boss Fight Studios. They've announced subscription boxes and there are 3 available. You can do a 1 month, a 3 month or a 6 month and each box is valued at at least $125 each box.
3: And you know they'll put quality in there cuz Boss Fight they always put their heart and soul into it.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, they just they drip quality. So you can you can imagine the stuff that's going to go in there. They're going to put all sorts of goodies. And uh, they have different subscription plans available one, three, or six months. You get the most savings, obviously, doing the six month.
3: Like this podcast, we, we drip
2: quality. That's all. Well, I mean, among other things, too. You know, there's there's various fluids. Some fall on the t-shirts that we sell. But quality <laughs> is also one of those things that drip from us. Wow, we haven't talked about that in about a couple of years. Yeah, we bring things back. SymbioteStudios.com has released a plush Cobra Commander. Ooh. And a plush Snake Eyes that is even more adorable because Snake Eyes comes with timber. Oh, really? Adorable. Snake Eyes is $5 more than Cobra Commander because he includes timber. And they are over at SymbioteStudios.com. And they are, I have a note here. Very cute. Who's the note from? Me. Oh. That was me telling myself they're very cute. How do you spell Symbiote? Symbiote is spelled S Y M. B-I-O-T-E Can you use it in a sentence? Venom from the Spider-Man comic books is a symbiote or I should say the creature that takes over Eddie Brock and turns him into Venom the creature is a symbiote meaning it needs a host and it finds Eddie Brock it finds Eddie Brock that becomes the host and he becomes Venom Alright, very well done Thank you, thank you Did I win? What did I win?
3: Uh, let me see. Hold on. What do I have around this room? Uh, uh, some, some floss,
2: a sip of purple kittles,
3: (laughs) (laughs) fiber pills.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. I'm good. Oh, I'm good. I don't want to spend Christmas on the toilet. Moving on (laughs) and finishing up the other toy line news this week, three zero. We announced a couple of weeks back that they're doing a one sixth scale snake eyes. They are now doing a 1-6 scale Storm Shadow to go along with the Snake Eyes. He's in his classic A-R-A-H, or A Real American Hero, first series outfit. So think his white ninja costume. And it's incredible. It's everything you saw in Snake Eyes, but now Storm Shadow. So if you got Snake Eyes, see, that's the slippery slope. You got to invest in Storm Shadow to go with them. Can't have one and not the other. That rounds out the news. Uh also
3: one thing that I am going to announce right now on the show you guys need to be paying attention to our Twitter because
2: you leaking nudes?
3: No, not this time.
2: Oh okay. Couldn't find a zoom lens that worked strong enough. It's sad because it's true. <laughs> You take it in such stride, dude. I'm paying you back for the Justin Liger stuff earlier and the drunk wrestling history stuff. You just take it in stride.
3: Oh no, the drunk wrestling history stuff was just so hilarious, dude. I Thank I you. don't. You know what's funny, dude? Is I was joking with you about it, but I was sitting at work laughing because the sticky notes and then trying to visualize how the board is working, and it just got to be so convoluted, and it was so funny. That
2: I couldn't help but bring it up on the show because it was so good. So if you rank things in terms of Metallica albums, Mm -hmm. that was not our master of puppets. (laughs) That would be more of our Saint Anger. Yeah. You were Lars's snare. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. We were Lars's snare in that episode. And we didn't realize how bad of an idea that it was. We were doing that until like halfway through recording And we realized that we were trying to number his reigns and then put that into a ranking of one through 12. So you had numbers mixing up and it was, like I said, if if you could do Steiner math, you could probably follow that episode. (laughs) If you can't do Steiner math and you follow the episode, you're probably as drunk as we were. So kudos either way.
3: And the episode that we were talking about is the ranking of Hogan title reigns. That's what it was. Yes. Yes. So, but anyways, we are announcing right now that next week we are going to have a giveaway. The Papa Tune Santa Claus is going to put up five one hundred dollar eBay gift cards. What? You sound like Chappelle Show. What? <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching Chappelle Show, dude. I love that show. Anyways, five one hundred dollar gift cards will be given away to five lucky winners. We had talked about also doing $501 eBay gift cards, but that did not work out because it would just be too convoluted. It'd be like the Hogan episode. Thank <laughs> so, <you. laughs> so we decided to do five $100 eBay gift cards. All you guys have to do is just pay attention to our Twitter. I'll put up the thing. And all you have to do is like and retweet and tag... How many friends, Scott? Should we just do two friends, three friends?
2: Hmm. Is is, is fifteen too many?
3: Uh, fifth tag. You have to tag five
2: hundred friends <laughs> <laughs> who have the possibility of winning one of five hundred one dollar eBay cards. <laughs> no, three friends. Tag three friends. I'm sure everybody has at least three friends out there.
3: Yes, you have to tag three friends. So pay attention to our Twitter. That is going to be going up either Sunday or Monday when I can get around to it. But pay attention to it so merry christmas from papa toon he's enjoying his chair and so he wants to pay it back and kind of make somebody's christmas
2: uh, well merry he's being oprah you get an ebay gift card (laughs) dude that's what it would be like if we did 500 one dollar ebay cards (laughs) like you get a dollar card
3: costs more to print out the card
2: yes (laughs) the whole episode is just reading winners
3: Scott, we are going to round out the show with the listeners. We got a lot of listener, but we're excited to talk to you guys. So we're going to jump right into it. What do you say, Scott?
2: Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen.
3: Scott, our first audio comes in from the man himself, the handsome one, the well-spoken one. Nate, a.k.a. Ring Skirts. Let's see what Nate's got to say.
1: Hey, Jeff and Scott. Nate, Ring Skirts here. At this point, I think it's a, a foregone conclusion that we eventually are going to get a Legends-slash-classic line from Jazzwares, and it's one of the things in the future wrestling figures that I'm extremely excited for, a chance to kind of fill in the gaps for things that WWE slash Mattel won't or can't do. Um, So my question to you guys is, what do you think would be a good six-figure set to launch this line? One that with some guys that would be plausible that aren't wrapped up in a WWE contract, to the best of your knowledge. Here's my six, which I think would be a nice way to start it off. Um, With the recent news, number one, I mean... You gotta go with Sting, right? Sting being a huge name, a colorful character. If I was gonna put him in there, I think I would, uh, I think I'd put the little tip of the hat to history and put him in that Galoob UK slash OSFTM black outfit with a removable jacket and the pink fringe. I think that would kind of pop on the shelves. Second one, get a little variety. We gotta put a tag team in there. I think every set should have at least one tag team. Even if they're singles, that's fine. And we're well overdue for the Steiner Brothers. I'm thinking a classic early 90s version of the Steiners would be great. Um, With the ring jackets, awesome. Um, And if we're going to keep dreaming, hey, anything can happen, right? Maybe we could get some NWA tag titles in with them too. For number four... I'd like to see, I mean, this is a guy that is a little lower on people's wish lists, but I think he'd be toyetic as all heck. Glacier. A Glacier fig would, I think it's one of those things that could pull a kid in who isn't even into wrestling yet. So let's throw a Glacier in there for this series one. Number five, a long overdue figure to be made. We haven't seen one since UK Galoob. Um, Let's get a natural Dustin Rhodes. He's there. He should be available. I think it's something that would fill in a hole in a lot of people's collections. And last, number six, I'd like to see a classic short-sleeved referee. With a little twist, let's go ahead and make it Earl Hebner. But let's also include a Dave Hebner head. And a Mike Kyoto head, a three-in-one referee, one ref, three heads. Um, I know referees aren't usually ones that fly off the shelf, but I think if you put a couple extra heads in, that'll make the people that do want it want more of them and make it a little more desirable. So that's the first six that I would I would kind of want to launch with, and I would look forward to having any or all of those in my collection. What would you guys do? Happy holidays to you guys. Merry Christmas. Keep up the good work.
2: The great Nate himself. Nate, thank you for sending that in. We hope you and your wife and the new baby are doing fantastic. Thank you for all the pictures on Facebook. What a beautiful family. We're so happy for you, man. Thank you for sending that question in. We always love playing wish list. And let me get into my six. I'm going to echo his statement on Sting. I think that Sting just makes the most sense for the first series of Legends. They've got him under contract. One of the first things you want to do is start pumping out his merch. They've already started that process. Action figures of Sting make the most sense too. So I would go Surfer Sting for sure. I'm thinking one of his longer jackets that he wore. I love the call on the OSFTM slash UK Galoob release. I think that that would definitely pop off the package. I just don't want to echo Nate 100%. I would go Surfer Sting with one of his longer Duster jackets. I think that would be really, really cool. But Surfer Sting for sure. Um, Tag team, of course. And I'm going to go Rock and Roll Express. We are sorely due for a Midnight Express. And we're sorely due for a Rock and Roll Express. But being that Rock and Roll Express was in AEW a couple of times and on camera, I would say Rock and Roll Express makes a lot of sense for the first series and to be the tag team that's included with that one. Next up, I'm going to go Nikita Koloff. I think Nikita is long overdue for a figure. Mattel hasn't touched that one yet. And I would love it if they could do a television title with him or a U.S. title with him. Either one would be great. He held both. So take your pick. But Nikita, long overdue. Last seen in the classic Superstar series from Jax, of course. So I want to see a Nikita Koloff. Um, Next up, how about Lasertron? You want to talk about a toyetic character? Did I take one of yours? I'm sorry.
3: I got to scratch that one out.
2: Yeah, scratch it out because I'm taking Lasertron. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, I'm not taking Lasertron.
3: Oh, yeah, I was kidding too.
2: (laughs) 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 You know what? Let's go ahead and throw Tommy Young in there. The more I'm thinking about it, it makes a lot of sense, like Nate said, to have a referee in there. And he was at the center of so many crazy finishes. I remember him in the ring being involved in so many of those big high-profile title matches. He had a presence about him. You always noticed when he was there. And that wasn't necessarily a good thing when you caught onto his game of somehow he's either going to take a bump or he's going to get thrown over the top rope on accident or something crazy is going to happen. Let's throw Tommy Young in there as number five. Give us a ref. And let's see. Who rounds it out? Hmm... Man, so many names to pick from in the NWA. I know you're thinking probably like the Cole Twins, Jeff, as your tag team. Yeah, you keep guessing my guys, dude. Maybe a Firebreaker Chip. What, gotta scratch him out. Yep, see, I'm guessing your list already. <laughs> Man, it's hard to pick a name to round it out. We can't do Ivan because we've already got... You know what? You know what? Manny Fernandez. No, you know what? Scratch that gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. There you go. I was like, yeah, Manny? Yeah, I, I do want to see a Manny figure. We've never had one. And if you watched 80s NWA, the guy was a tag team champion. And I think he held some other... Maybe he held the U.S. Tag Team Championship at one point as well. But he was on every single Saturday. He was always involved with the Four Horsemen somehow. He Mm -hmm. became heel later, teamed up with Rick Rude. They beat the Rock and Roll Express for the tag team titles. He was always involved somehow. I always enjoyed his matches. He paid that guy back for killing uh, Bruiser Brody. Collapsed his lungs. You ever seen that?
3: Oh, Manny was the one that did that?
2: Yes. If you Uh, look it up on YouTube, Manny Fernandez Receipt, the guy that allegedly killed Bruiser Brody. Oh, yeah. Manny Fernandez, he almost killed that guy. He gave him, like, four or five knee drops off the top rope into his sternum.
3: Oh, I didn't know that was And he was, like, spinning up
2: blood. Yeah, that was Manny Fernandez, dude. Um, But I will skip Manny Fernandez, and I will go Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. Long, long overdue for a wrestling figure. So, give me Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. Give me the can of hairspray as an accessory, and make sure you've got that big, glittery robe on that man.
3: So, we have to preface this, that if Jeremy has the same free reign... To wrestlers like he did with the Jacks Classic, these are guys that we would like to see. Um, since Scott took my Lasertron, I think I'll throw in Arachnaman. <laughs> <laughs> Not Big Josh, huh? That's kind of surprising. Uh, he's already had a figure. Arachnoman hasn't. Good point. Good point. <laughs> no, okay. So if Jeremy has free reign, like he did with Jacks Classic,
2: to go and grab anybody that he wants, you know, like he did, he he went and got a uh, Andy Kaufman. Yeah, let's let's point that out. Jeremy was the man for Jack's Classic Superstars. Correct. He basically would hit the message board and be like, who do you guys want? And they'd throw names at him and he'd go get them. Like, that was incredible. That's why we're excited he's helming, or he's at the helm of the AEW line.
3: Well, that's because he didn't have any restrictions. Unfortunately, Mattel has that restrictions, and Mattel is still trying to work with WWE and trying to see if there's any way that they can get that free reign as well. But Jeremy was like... I have free reign to go get whoever I want. So anyways, the six guys that I would put on my list, he said Dustin Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes was actually on my list. The natural Dustin Rhodes. I mean, we'll get the new look of Dustin any day, all day. Yeah. But we don't have many figures of Dustin, the natural Rhodes.
2: You're right. It was just the UK as, as Nate said. So yeah, that's a great call.
3: I think Sting is obviously, like, the main guy for Series 1. Like, that has to be the main guy for a classic line. Yeah, he
2: would definitely be the main event,
3: for sure. Right. Rock and Roll Express, need them in their baby blue outfits. Says Rock and Roll down the side, a bunch of bandanas, throw it all over. These two guys, I was actually kind of considering these would be perfect for Series 1. And then I started thinking, man, these guys have had figures, as of recently, past four years. And that's Arn and Tolley.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? They make a lot of sense, too, because they're in the promotion. Right. You know, and it's not like Sting hasn't had figures recently. Sting has had figures as well, but he's a big name. It would be interesting if they pulled the trigger on Arnantoli. It's been a while since we've had figures. I believe the last Arnantolis were in that Four Horsemen four-pack. Yes. So maybe we're due. And that was, what, 2016, 2015? 2015. 2015. Yeah, when those came out. So, I mean, we're five years removed from Arn and Tully figures. So that's not a bad call at all, dude. But then you've got two tag teams in your assortment.
3: Right. But the thing is, is that they released Arn and Tully in the Legends line. They released Arn and Tully in the Four Horsemen set. So is it too soon to do Arn and Tully? That's the question mark. So I don't think so. One other person's name I had down would be Taz. And I'm talking ECW Taz.
2: Oh, okay, okay. that dude. Great call on that.
3: I think that one would do really well.
2: Okay. I like that. I like that. So you're going Sting, Rock and Roll Express, The Brain Busters, and Taz. Yep. That's it. I like it. That's a solid assortment right there. Nate, thank you
3: so much for the listener question. And Nate also corrected me from last week. I have an omission, dude.
2: Oh, what what happened? What did you do?
3: So when I signed off, Nate said, the line from Bob Barker was always remember to have your pets spayed and neutered.
2: Ah, okay.
3: I said to spay and neuter your pets, which he says you are now encouraging the listeners to do it themselves. Amateur animal (laughs) genital surgery. Uh,
2: Also, you're making a demand, whereas Bob Barker was just offering a a kind reminder.
3: Well, I'm following what Bob Barker said.
2: There you go. Okay.
3: Scott, next question. By the way, Nate, Merry Christmas to you and the family. Scott, next question comes in from... Justin Summers let's see what Justin's got to say
4: hello Scott and Jeff this is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly question Jeff I'm really happy that you finally watched Jingle All The Way I mean unfortunately I have yet to listen to this week's Positively Pro Wrestling but hopefully in between this recording and when this episode airs I will have on a side note Congrats to you, Scott, for finishing The Office and reiterating how great that show was. I'm a huge fan of the series finale, a lot of great parts. So between those two things, I got two questions. One's for both of you, and the other one is just for you, Scott. So question number one, what is your top five favorite Christmas movies? For me, my top five are number five, The Santa Claus, number four, A Christmas Story. Fun fact, if you ever visit Cleveland, Ohio, you can go to the Christmas Story house, go through a tour, take all the pictures you want that make you feel like you are in the movie, and then go across the street to a little museum they have built, and also a gift shop. Going back to my list, I would say number three But actually tied for second place is Home Alone 1 and 2. And yes, number one for me is Jingle All the Way. I mentioned it before, but toy connection between Home Alone 2 and Jingle All the Way, the Talkboy tape recorder, and Turbo Man. And I have both of them. Both are nice little Christmas pieces. Turbo Man more than the Talkboy tape recorder. And I think if it wasn't for the Talkboy tape recorder... I might not be here with you podcasting today. And lastly, Scott, if you haven't gone over it yet, what were some of your favorite parts of The Office as a whole and or the series finale? For me, I think one of my favorite parts of the entire series and it kind of what helped make it for such a long time was the love story between Jim and Pam. Watching that from the beginning where I kind of got introduced Early in the second season, it was a great will they, won't they, what's going on. And when you had all those payoffs, when you were watching it week by week, it felt great when they went on the date. It felt great when they announced their relationship. It felt great when he proposed and it felt great when they got married. And then for the series finale, for me, I loved how everything finally got explained, especially through this whole time of me watching it. I kept saying, why do they have a documentary crew? Have, have these episodes not aired? What's, what, what is going on? So to finally get the payoff for all of that and Aaron's parents, hands down one of my favorite parts of the series finale up there with Michael Scott coming back. That will do it for me this week. As always, thank you for everything you guys do. You guys are great. And back by popular demand, I will take my answers off the air take care justin
3: please don't listen to the positively pro wrestling podcast where i talk about jingle all the way because you're not gonna like me even more since i don't like the office
2: (laughs) you're becoming justin's arch nemesis and he's so kind to send these questions i know he's
3: awesome i love justin (laughs) but my thing is is like i watched that movie and i know it's justin's number one now but at the same time, like, I'm just watching this movie. I'm like, there's so much crime in this movie. Like, that's all I can think is, like, all the shenanigans, which is fine. I like movies that have shenanigans, but there are so many things. Like, it's the longest day ever. It never hits nighttime. Bombs. It's just a cluster. And so...
2: Stop talking crap about Justin's favorite uh, Christmas movie, dude. You're not gaining any uh, any fans here.
3: But what's funny is he's after this Turbo Man doll, right? Yes. The funny thing is, and we talked about this on PPW, so the Turbo Man doll is all sold out. You can't find it anywhere. The whole movie is him trying to find this doll. But you can find Turbo Man's sidekick, Booster. So to relate it back to wrestling figures, all the Ultimate Warrior figures from Elite Legends are gone but you can find Paul Orndorff everywhere or Bobby, the brain Heed in a weasel suit. I know it's a different series. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that one hurts. Uh, top five favorite Christmas movies. Number five. I like the Rudolph one. You know, those old school 60s, 70s cartoons or I didn't even cartoons. They were like stop motion or whatever it was.
2: Yes. Yes. They don't really stand up today, but they still kind of do a little bit like enough to still be nostalgic and make you watch it.
3: Exactly. And I do that every year. Number four, Home Alone. Two, three, Bad Santa. Two, Home Alone. And number one, you can't go wrong with the famous Christmas story.
2: Yeah. We talked about that last week, actually, how TBS, they put it on that 24-hour binge. And I'll watch it at least two or three times. And it'll be in like different segments or whatever, but I'll sit and watch it, get up and do something, come back, watch it. I absolutely love it. So... I don't know that I can do a one through five in perfect order. I would say number one is actually a tie for me. And I'm going to put Elf and Christmas Story both tied for first. And number three is going to be Christmas Vacation. Number four is going to be Die Hard. <laughs> Just kidding. I was hoping not a- people would just like start grabbing their pitchforks and torches. It's not a Christmas movie. Rabble, 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 rabble. Yeah, I'm just trolling you guys a little bit. Uh, number four is probably going to be bad Santa. Number five, home alone. That's not a bad list right there, man. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm going to listen to this later and be like, Oh man, I totally forgot to put blank in there. For example, little spoiler alert, upcoming drunk wrestling history episode is greatest themes like theme songs. Okay. We recorded Ed has made the teaser. He's got everything set up to release it. Guess what? All of us forgot to put in there. No way. This is going to go up there with the, uh, the Justin Liger comment. <laughs> all three of us forgot to put bad street USA in there.
3: Oh my God. How did you forget I'm, to,
2: Oh dude, I'm, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. It It's a huge omission. I'm not proud of it. Not proud of it. I'm gonna put it on my headstone. Forgot to put "Bad Street USA" in the greatest themes of all time. I'll never forgive myself. Very embarrassed. I can't believe you did that. Yeah, I'm. I'm not proud of it. So to get to the last part of Justin's questions about the Office, it was a great binge watch, and now that I've completed it, I can see why people go back and either rewatch it multiple times from start to finish, or we will just go back and re-watch certain episodes like some good friends of ours. In fact, my, my co-host on Drunk Wrestling History, Ed, or Eddie, he will constantly go back and watch Dinner Party. That's probably his favorite episode. He loves it. And I get it now. Like, you can go back and it's just... You reconnect with the characters, and I get that because from start to finish, you start to really develop a bond with them. And I was cool in the finale. And when Michael Scott made his appearance, right before he did... Jim, and this is a spoiler alert in case you haven't seen the finale of The Office. If you haven't seen it yet and you plan on watching it, fast forward. But Michael Scott comes back in the finale. He had been gone for a couple of seasons. Um, When he comes back, Jim has been selected as Dwight's best man. And Jim starts to give Dwight the spiel about why he can't be the best man. It has something to do with the age. He has to be older than the guy getting married. So Jim has to step down. His replacement ends up being Michael Scott. Well, Shannon, right before he started to say, like, before Michael Scott made his appearance, Shannon was like, it's going to be Michael Scott. And I just looked at her and like, I'm not going to say like I got emotional, but I was so happy to see him return that when he made his appearance on screen, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, like it's happening. And then he said, his first line back was, that's what she said. And it immediately broke it and made me laugh again. And it just, it goes to show that you really start to develop or to develop a bond with these characters. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was a fantastic finale. It was almost like a reunion because they skip a year ahead in the finale. So it was almost like a reunion because they start to bring people back that had been gone for quote unquote one year, even though it was like the very next episode after the previous one. So it was almost kind of like a reunion of sorts. So you didn't really need that. Like, Seinfeld could have used a reunion, right? Like, there could be another Seinfeld episode, but if there's never another Office episode, they ended it perfectly. It was the perfect finale, maybe my favorite of all time. It was outstanding. So, I think Michael Scott coming back and the way that he did, there was so much emotion, but he cracked it with a joke because that's totally the way Michael Scott would do things. I think that was my favorite part of the entire series was Michael Scott's return. (sighs) Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Jeff, wake up, dude. You got hosting duties.
3: (laughs) Thank you, Justin. Happy holidays to you, my friend. Scott, next question comes in from Walter. He says, Hey guys, my name is Walter and I've been a fan for a few years. So this is my first question for you guys Hope you dig it
0: What is up brothers Uh, My name is Walter Figueroa I'm from San Diego I've been listening to you guys for about two years I'm a huge fan This is the first time I'm ever actually reaching out to you guys In any form or way So, um, you know, I'm mostly the more silent lurker type there um, In the Fig Life community But I do love what you guys do And uh, I felt compelled to finally send an audio clip I've been thinking of doing it for a while But why not now um so the one thing i want to say is congratulations on coming up on five years for one that's epic that you guys have been around doing this so long and there's no doubt let nobody argue you guys are the originals when it comes to this wrestling figure podcast thing uh no one else can stake that claim but you guys um so i'm gonna ask my question you know um i even have my own review series on youtube and i have a a collection i collect a bunch of things um How do you manage to, like, pick the importance of what you're collecting at the time? Like, for me at this point, I'm collecting wrestling figures, and Ninja Turtles. Um, It's that time of year where, uh, you know, because Mandalorian's on, I start getting into that stuff and buying a bunch of that. Um, And then there's G.I. Joe Classified, obviously. Um, So you know do you like plan it out do you try to plan it out at the beginning of the month um and then do you ever have surprises that make you have to cut a bunch of stuff that you thought you were gonna have like i didn't think i was gonna end up backing um the Labs razor crest and just at that last day it was down to like the final hour or two that thing was still up and i just i have to do it and i, I just pulled the trigger and then what i did was I, I cut back on a lot of wrestling figures uh the mattel elites that i was gonna get um so how do you balance that out, and is there a lot of planning, and does something ever just come and knock you over the head and throw your entire budget and plan um, out of sync? And how do you, how do you basically do that? Um, and before I leave, I just want to mention I have a YouTube video series right now. I just started, I do it for fun. It's called Wally's Toy and Tequila Time. All right, and I just basically open up a bottle of tequila, have some fun, and I unbox something, whether it's a new Jejo classified figure or an old Hasbro or something. So check that out. And one more time, guys, congratulations on five years, and I'm going to keep listening to you guys as long as you do it. Cheers.
2: Wow, Walter, thanks, man. I appreciate you sending that in. Thank you for being a supporter. We truly appreciate that. And good luck with the YouTube show. I love the concept. I've got the Drunk Wrestling History podcast, so you doing tequila unboxings. Dude, that's right up my alley. Congrats on that. I hope that goes awesome. Love the concept. So my budget is a little bit crazy, but luckily a lot of what I do is pre-order and I kind of have to keep track of when those pre-orders are going to hit so we don't get struck all at once. With the GI Joe classifieds, as you mentioned, a lot of that is pre-order based. It's not just go to the store and buy it and boom, it's on your credit card, done, done. A lot of that is going to be released in the future, so a lot of my GI Joe classified stuff is pre-order along with the GI Joe Retro line because I'm collecting that as well. So that really comes down to okay, what months are those coming out, so I can kind of start to estimate a little bit when those are gonna, uh, those charges are gonna hit, and then I start to budget accordingly. With the wrestling figures, I'm, I hate to say it, I'm more legends based. Not the Legends line specifically, but legendary wrestlers from the 80s, early 90s. That's kind of my jam. I tend to gravitate more towards those. Of course, exceptions are Viking Raiders, the New Bailey, the Io Shirai. But in that same breath, I'm getting the DoD Undertaker, the Rocky Johnson, uh, the Mega Powers Liz, Classy Freddie Blassie. I'm, I'm gravitating more towards the older figures. So... Those I can pre-order sometimes, but a lot of times the Fig Life helps me out on those or I'll luck out and find them at a store. So I've kind of got a happy balance of buy it nows with the wrestling figures, not so much pre-orders and then doing pre-orders with the GI Joe classifieds. And I can kind of keep track of the months when those are coming out. So maybe I don't buy so many figures of WWE on the heavy months of the retro or GI Joe classifieds. So I hope that kind of answers your question on how I kind of do it.
3: Uh, Walter, you live in California as well, down in San Diego, so you know all about having a budget for figures and stuff like that. It gets a little uh, hairy sometimes because – It of... does. Anyways, for me, I just <laughs> – <laughs> Buy it now, everything. That's, that's basically what I do is I buy it now. And granted, the situation I have over here is different from Scott. Scott has, Scott has a child over there, and then – uh, also taking care of the mother-in-law and you know stuff like that. I don't have that over here. I don't have any kids and don't have any dogs where I don't have vet bills anymore and you know stuff like that. So, like Scott said, it's just basically add to cart, buy it now type deal. And it does allow me to get figures that could be a little bit pricey on eBay or Mercari. Like if I'm going back and collecting something, I'll go, I'll just go onto Mercari and be like, ah, you know, I want this let's say, Scott Hall figure. I'll just pick it up. But it's because it's a different situation over here. Speaking of, did you slow down on the classic superstars? The deluxe classic? I did, I did. I Some of the ones that I was looking at that I needed to finish the collection were a little pricey. For example, the cane. I think that was Series 7, I think? Series
2: 6? Anyways, that cane was super expensive. So. Gotcha. So do you have months where you spend... A certain amount on current figures and you're like, okay, I can't go back and get the Deluxe Classics. Or maybe you have a month where you didn't spend as much on, say, G.I. Joe or Back to the Future and WWE to where you're like, okay, now I have a little bit more budget. Not that you necessarily have a budget, but you feel you have maybe a little more to play with to go back and get some of those older figures, be it from the UK Galoobs, Deluxe Classics, Superstars, what have you.
3: Sometimes, sometimes.
2: Okay. You're like, I haven't done a big purchase in a while. I'm going to go fishing. Right.
3: Yep, exactly. You mentioned pre-orders. That's a tough one to manage, man. Because when you got so many pre-orders out there and they're getting canceled, you're like, oh crap, which ones got canceled? You just got to keep that on running tally going on in your head, you know?
2: Yeah, it gets tricky. And to be perfectly honest, I'm on Hasbro Pulse quite a bit, checking the status of my order so I can see kind of when it's slated. And Walmart's tricky as well because with the retro at least the first wave, they kept pushing out your pre-order. Mine right now is slated to arrive towards the end of December, I think, um, on the the AWE Striker or the AWE Striker. I've got all the other ones. Those already got delivered. But with Wave 2, I'm kind of... Because they're already hitting shelves. So I'm like, okay, when are those supposed to arrive? So a lot of it is managing your pre-orders. So it gets a little bit tricky for sure.
3: Thank you very much, Walter. Also, thank you for wishing us a happy five years, man. We appreciate that. That meant a lot. So thank you very much, man.
2: We truly appreciate the support. Thank you, Walter. Appreciate the question.
3: Scott's next question comes in from it's Rob K on Instagram. And actually I owe Rob an apology. I had taken a screenshot to read his question a couple of weeks back, and it got lost in all the screenshots and photos and all this stuff. So anyways. From me to you, Rob, I apologize. But here is Rob's question. Hey, Jeff and Scott, question all the way from Belfast, Ireland. I have been bothered by how AEW Chase situation was handled with Ringside, most notably how podcast influencers received these for free. So as a podcast, we do have to say allegedly because we don't know, but we'll, we have to say allegedly. Nor did
2: we receive anything
3: correct we yeah we didn't receive anything but what he's saying is that other influencer podcasters got them for free so we do want to add allegedly for it this raised a number of questions for me over the coming weeks that i feel you guys are uniquely qualified to answer is it common practice for podcast hosts to receive free products other podcasters get free products from mattel and ringside hasbro etc again we have to throw in the allegedly word is this normal My main issue with this is the chase situation was not a level playing field and to see ringside give away chases to podcasters and then upcharge loyal customers was upsetting. Also, given the world we are living in, I have seen collectors selling off collections to feed their families and pay bills, who then have to see other get desired figures free of charge delivered to their doorsteps. I know this is likely a complex question, but I would love to hear your viewpoint. Thank
2: you, Rob. Jeff, I think what I'll touch on and focus on is the chase figures. And we did have this conversation probably about a month ago. And I think it was a bad call on Jazzware's part to hand. And again, this is just 100% my opinion, Scott's opinion. It was a bad idea to give those out. They didn't need any more heat or promotion, right? They were already going to be hot. They're already super limited. Why are you handing them out to people for free? Allegedly for allegedly for review as a favor to plug the AEW figures. Again, they already had enough heat. People were already super excited by it. Did that need to be promoted that way? Probably not. But also the whole point of those was thrill of the hunt, find them at retail, brag to your friends you have a grail in your collection, right? That was the whole point of those. But then you give them to an online retailer that doesn't sell them at retail price, but instead marks them up four to five times what it would have cost you to find it in the store. Granted, every single collector out there had a very slim to none chance of finding it anyway. But then you hand it to an online retailer that's going to sell it for four to five times what you would have paid at retail. uh, That... It just stings me. That's not the right way to do it. And again, my opinion, nobody else's, it was the wrong way to do things. If you handed them out for free to influencers, allegedly, then it is what it is. I'm not going to speak to that specifically. It would be more to give it to an online retailer that intentionally marked it up. It was almost like just going straight to eBay and paying eBay prices for it. I don't agree with it. They all should have gone to retail. Because they didn't need to be reviewed. They didn't need to be talked up. They already got enough of that. Everybody was already legitimately excited for those figures. And for me personally, it left a bad taste in my mouth when they were basically handed to an online retailer to go ahead and mark up and make super profit on them. I didn't think that that was right. I thought that was wrong. And hopefully if there are more chase figures moving forward, which there are obviously going to be, that's the new trend. I hope they go away from that. And that's just my take on it. So
3: kind of playing devil's advocate, they only got, a okay, so they got a hundred.
2: A hundred out of how many available? A thousand? Yeah. Okay. So that puts 900 in circulation instead of a thousand. So you go by states, that's two figures per state taken out of circulation.
3: And I'm looking online and I do see people finding them, but that's 100 less. Yes. What we were hoping, you know, that, like you said, that's two figures per state. That is now out of circulation. You are 100% correct on that.
2: That's 100 collectors that were not able to find them at retail. And that's what I don't think is right. If it's a retail exclusive...
3: Well, online retailer, it's in the
2: name, retail. Okay. Well, their deal was with Walmart, right? Yes. Okay. That's where it should have gone. All 1,000... And again, that's my take. I'm not trying to put the bad mouth on anybody... I just don't like that that was done. I'm not saying anything bad about anybody. I'm just saying I don't like that it was done, and I hope that that's fixed moving forward because an online retailer should not be given an allotment of them to go ahead and mark up four to five times what you were going to pay if you happen to find it in the store. That's 100 fans that got screwed, essentially, out of finding them in the re- at the retail store. All right, I see what you're saying. That makes uh, That makes complete sense to me, dude. I get it. And of course, there's always going to be another side to that there's going to be a counter argument and that's fine. Again, my opinion.
3: Actually, you know what? I want to hear the counter arguments. Send on an email over to us at fully opposable WFP at gmail.com. I'll be more than happy to read the
2: counter argument to it. And you know what? I, I don't tell people what to do with their money. Maybe some of those people that did go to the online retailer were happy to spend four to five times what they were going to pay at retail, IE Walmart for that figure. It's only worth what you're willing to pay. So if that was your thing and you were happy to do it, that's cool. We had Steve from the PPW podcast hit us up a couple weeks ago that not everybody has access to the local retail store to just go. It's super far away. Chances are they're not going to have it. What have you, it might be worth it to some people to do that. But did it have to be a hundred of them? Couldn't we have done like something reasonable? Like, okay, if you are going to throw some at online retailer, at least tell us you're going to do that ahead of it so that we can watch for that to happen and then decide if we want to chance spending the four to five times what we were going to pay at Walmart for it, we can make that decision. I'm not telling anybody how to spend their money. If you bought one and you were able to get one and you're happy with it in your collection, perfect. That's awesome. But I just don't like the practice of that moving forward.
3: So let me ask you, what's the magic number that would have been okay with you to go to the online retailer?
2: I don't know if there is a magic number. If you're going to say that it's retail exclusive, again, Walmart... Make it so. Don't be like, oh, okay, it is, but it isn't. Let us know. You're going to be able to get so many at Walmart and you're going to be able to get so many at this online retailer. We need to know that going in because we know that Walmart, we're going to pay less. Online retailer, we're going to be paying more. In some cases, four to five times what Walmart charged. Because again, like Steve said, not everybody has a chance to get to the retail store, the brick and mortar. So they're going to go online and buy it. And whatever they have to pay is what they pay. And it's worth it to them. That's cool. That's, that's your collection. You make that choice. But as a collector who's maybe hoping to find it at retail, I know that that's fewer in circulation, and that sucks. Thrill of the Hunt is taken away at that point. Again, just my opinion. Nobody else's opinion, just mine.
3: I think that if Ringside would have gotten 10, I would think that would have been okay. I'd been like, oh, okay, that's, it's only 10. You know, It's a small fraction of, let's say, the 1,000 that went out. So I I think that with the ten I'd be like okay that's not bad five to ten maybe but you know that one hundred is like
2: ugh yeah they got ten percent of all of the figures that were out there Correct. unless they made eleven hundred and did put a thousand out at retail and a hundred over at the online retailer then okay. But it would be nice to know that ahead of time instead of saying, oh, yeah, the chases are going to be retail exclusive.
3: By the way, I think with Chris Jericho, they're missing the boat with making it one thousand and four because he was the man of a thousand and four holds. Oh,
2: dude. Good callback. I didn't think about that. You're right.
3: Every once in a while, I have a good idea.
2: <laughs> Every <laughs> once in a while, you do.
3: Uh, Rob, again, I apologize I had this in my screenshots to read on the air and I missed it. So I apologize to you. Uh, thank you for sending that in. Scott got riled up over there, man.
2: And again, oh. I'm not trying to put the bad mouth on anybody. Don't, don't yeah, misread is. my statements as putting yeah, the is. bad mouth on. <laughs> it is not.
3: Rob, thank you for sending that in. Stay safe over in Ireland. Scott, next question comes in from the nicest, sweetest man in the world, Jonathan Dobrik. Dobro says, hey guys, Dobro here with this gem of a question. Who would be your five impact wrestlers you would like to see get a figure who have not already had one yet? Love the show every week. You guys always provide a bright spot in my week. Hope your holidays are full of love and good spirits. Jonathan Dobrik.
2: I love Dobro.
3: Nicest guy in the world.
2: He is. Dobro, I know we've told this to you before, but let me just reiterate it. I think everybody listening to this show that knows Dobro knows the positivity that he brings to social media and just your life in general. Like really there is so much negativity on social media. That's why I don't play in that environment very often. But when I do and I see Dobro's posts, it reminds me of the good that's out there in social media and the good that's out there in people like Dobro is just a kind, gentle soul and Dobro happy holidays. I wish you all the best. Thank you for everything you do to brighten up social media. Honestly, you make everybody's life better by being in it. 100%. Couldn't
3: have said it better myself, Scott. Top five impact wrestlers that we would like to see get a figure. Uh, that has not had a figure. So that wipes out Motor City Machine Guns, Gallows and Anderson. That also wipes out... Uh, actually, Willie Mack hasn't had a figure.
2: Correct. Rich Swan has had a figure.
3: Okay, so Willie Mack would be one.
2: Okay, Moose has had a figure.
3: Moose has had a figure. Diana Perrazzo?
2: Has not had a figure.
3: Okay, so that's two. We need three more. Okay, so Ethan Page is getting
2: a figure from FTC, so he's in the works. Yes, Sammy Callahan had one from FTC as well. Eddie Edwards has not had a figure, so I'm going to throw Eddie Edwards in there. Okay, so that's three. Yes.
3: I'm racking my brain. I'm trying to think of their roster right now. Tommy Dreamer is there. You know what sucks is even James Mitchell has even gotten a figure, so I was like, ah, James Mitchell would be a good one.
2: Yeah, we can't use him.
3: Man. We've gotten three. We need two
2: more. And I hate to say it, but I just, I don't watch Impact.
3: I know a little bit of their roster, and I'm trying to think of who am I missing that would be a great figure.
2: Don Callis. Now, granted, he's had Cyrus released before in the Jack's Bone Cruncher line, but he has not had a specific Don Callis figure, and he's a pretty big guy right now.
3: Who's the guy that was there a long time ago? He was part of that insane, like, twisted group, I think. Oh, uh, 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 Crazy Steve. I don't know if you ever heard of Crazy Steve.
2: I've heard of him. I don't know that I would be able to pick him out of a lineup, though.
3: <laughs> so he was a dude that just had, like, a bunch of face paint on. I think he's still there, if I'm not mistaken. He would, uh, he's actually a very toyetic figure, just with all the accessories and all the stuff.
2: Okay, so we're adding Crazy Steve?
3: Yep, and we need one more... I think the last person we could probably do Ethan Page's tag team partner, Josh Alexander. So you get the Ethan Page figure from FTC, and then you get Josh Alexander, you pair them up, you got the North right there. Boom.
2: Perfect. Now, I have to wonder because we all know what's going on right now with AEW and Impact. There's some sort of partnership there. I don't know how long it's going to go or how short it's going to go, but does this lead now to Impact? getting wrestling figures. Is somebody going to pick up that license or are they going to be absorbed into AEW somehow, maybe under the Jazzwares license. license? I hope they start getting figures that might actually get me to watch the show. I don't know, but I really want to see impact, get some figures out there. Cause then they could open that up to doing legends lines
3: with them being separate companies that are just working together. I don't know. That's, that's kind of a gray area. I don't, I don't foresee that happening.
2: Okay. I just think that they really should get figures because they could, like I said, they could do legends. And one of the figures that I've always wanted that I've never been able to get, cause he's never had a figure Davey Richards. Then we'd get a Davey Richards and then you could put Eddie Edwards with them. You got the American wolves. They were one of my favorite tag teams ever too. They were incredible. Remember the night before WrestleMania 26, we went to that show that they did at that high school gymnasium in Arizona. Yeah. And the main event was the Briscoes versus the American Wolves. Yep. Absolutely incredible. Tore the house down. One of the best tag team matches I've ever seen live. I couldn't believe how good those guys were. And then we saw them at the ROH show in 2013, the night before WrestleMania 29. Yep. And they wrestled, oh, it was Fish and O'Reilly. Yep. Uh, That was Red Dragon, right? Yep, exactly. Unbelievable. Again, tore the house down. What a match. The Wolves, if you've never seen any of their matches, look them up on YouTube. They were outstanding, and they had a cup of coffee in NXT. I don't know why they didn't get signed or why they didn't sign with WWE, but a real missed opportunity because those guys could go.
3: That night, that Ring of Honor show got Scott hooked on independent wrestling because that night you fell in love with Kevin Steen. You fell in love with the Wolves. You fell in love with the Briscoes. Kenny Omega was on that show. He wrestled Steen. Yes. Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I forget who Generico wrestled. I can't remember, but I remember you were just like, I love this show. That was the
2: show in Arizona, not the one in 2013. This was in 2010 before 26.
3: Correct. The night we
2: met uh, Vladimir, the super fan. Yes, and we also took a picture with Jim Cornette that night too. Yep, same thing. Because they were doing a meet and greet before and I didn't know who anybody was. And then now that I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have dropped like at least a hundred dollar bill on autographs that night aside from Cornette. (laughs)
3: Well, the funny thing is, is that night you left that show and you were just like, dude, that show was just amazing. You just couldn't stop talking about it. And then you found out about PWG. You were so wrapped up in independent pro wrestling for the next four years after that. Like you loved PWG. You just loved everything about it. We went down to wrestle reunions and you wanted to go see the shows. Yeah. But that was the night that spawned your four years of just loving wrestling independent wrestling I should say
2: oh for sure and you were telling me how good ROH was and I was like yeah 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 okay and then when I finally got to see it live I was hooked again like you said hook line and sinker like I was hooked and it was great to watch all those guys in fact Seth Rollins or Tyler Black was on that show Mm -hmm. and he wrestled I believe Austin Aries uh yes okay incredible. I was just blown away walking out of that show. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This wrestling is out there. Like this is awesome. So yeah, I was watching ROH all the time, got hooked on PWG. And then I watched WWE start to pull all those guys in generico Tyler black, Kevin Steen. Just, they started to pull all those guys in. And you're like, of course they did. They were incredible. So Mm -hmm. I'm not as hooked into it as I was back then, but that's definitely that show. The one in Arizona that got me pulled in.
3: Dobro, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you, man. We always enjoy talking to you, and thank you for your Christmas card as well. Love you, Dobro. Thank you for the card. Scott, next question comes from Christopher Dean. Hey, Scott and Jeff. Hope all is well. What did you guys do to inform your parents of what you wanted for Christmas? Did you circle the catalogs? He said in parentheses, man, I miss them. Sears, JCPenney, etc. Or show them when you were around toys or call them over when a commercial came on. Or... Did they broach the subject? I hope this year kids still have that sense of awe and wonder during the holidays. I'm sad part of their lives are lost to COVID. I hope all the parents out there who can make it special as we had it. Hope trees and ornaments are up and yes, I love wrestling ornaments. But I think New Day ornaments in claymation would rock.
2: Happy holidays to you, Christopher. I always enjoy our talks. Um, let's see, Christmas. We still, we still have Buddy the Elf running around the house who introduces himself or reintroduces himself to the house at Thanksgiving <laughs> and hides from Peyton every single day. And she finds him and he goes and hides in a new spot the next day. We still do that. We still believe in Santa. And the list is composed of basically it's verbal And we kind of keep a mental tally. So it's easier to do that now because the list has gotten shorter. I.E. I want a longboard and I want a Nintendo switch. And she's Peyton is big into cosplay. So wigs, costumes, but there's only a couple of those. So the list has gotten smaller. Whereas four or five years ago, it was a slew of toys. So we had to get pen to paper. In fact, her older sister would do her list for her. When you and I did it, Jeff, we did do the catalog circling, dog-earing pages, circling with a pen. And then we started actually writing out lists for mom and dad. And then it was also verbal. How mom kept track of all that between catalogs and lists and verbal, I'll never know. But I love Christmas to this day because of the way mom and dad did it. And it's always special to me. I always love this time of year. And of course, That's going to stem from your childhood, how good or bad Christmas was. And for Jeff and I, it was always very good. Mom and dad really went above and beyond at Christmas, be it parties, food, gifts, decorations, the tree, you name it. Everything was there. Jeff and I were very, very fortunate as kids that they put a big emphasis and made a big deal out of Christmas. And to this day, I love it because of that reason. And I try to make it, or I should say Shannon and I try to make it as special for our kids that mom and dad made it for us, Jeff. So love Christmas. The list now has definitely gotten shorter. Obviously the older one relays to Shannon. Yeah, I want these gift cards, make it simple, this makeup, whatever. Peyton's still a little bit tricky, but the list is definitely getting shorter over the years, but I love this time of year. It's so awesome. And kind of after new year's is when I'll turn the glutton switch off and stop eating so much. But from Thanksgiving to new year's, Oh dude, it's, it's like an all you can eat buffet. And I love it. The drive through at Taco Bell says differently after January, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Taco Bell and I are kind of still on the outs. I think I've only been twice since they ditched the pizza and I think one of those times is when I did the the never mind at the drive through ordering spot and <laughs> cruise past the window. So I'm still kind of on the outs with Taco Bell a little bit. The toasted cheddar chalupa kind of brought me back a little bit. And we'll see what they have slated for next month's big offering, but still kind of pissed.
3: Yeah, for us, it was circling. It was writing lists out. One thing I always remember is mom always went above and beyond, like you always said, because It was like, okay, I want to get some of these lower $5 toys, but my big one is I want a Sega Genesis or a Nintendo or something like that. But here's what mom would do. Mom would go and get us those $5 toys. She would somehow find that Nintendo, but then mom would also get us two games or one for Scott, one for me, or she would always add on to it. So there was always a game with the new system or if Nintendo is already out. Mom is already getting us two games each or something like that. There was always a game. So during Christmas, wrestling figures weren't really big for us at Christmas time.
2: No, because we were getting them as we went through the year.
3: Yeah. And, and this is back in the days of when it was just... LJN Series 1, LJN Series 2, Hasbro Series 1, Hasbro Series... It was just, it was like that. Um, now, granted, we did have the larger Piper and Hogan figures that Mom and Dad did get us during Christmas. And the bendies
2: and the Thumb Wrestlers.
3: Exactly, I was, and the Stretchums. Yep. Now, those were some Christmas presents, but basically our main focus was on the LJN figures, the big eight-inch rubber guys. So we were focused more on those, and we were getting those throughout the year. So we had the cage, we had the ring, we had the figures, so we were good. But mainly at Christmas time, it was about smaller toys, maybe Fall Guy, He-Man, Mask, and video games. So that's yeah. kind of what it was for us back in the day. And then I still remember every Christmas day we would wake up seven, eight, but Scott was at a Scott was a sleepy
2: head still to this day.
3: Yeah, that's true. Scott would sleep in. He wanted to sleep in until like 10 on Christmas day while I'm sitting at the top step because I can't go downstairs until Scott wakes up. Yep. So eventually I get so sick of it. I just go wake his ass up.
2: <laughs> you would too. You're like, dude, it's Christmas. You can sleep tomorrow. Yeah. Seriously.
3: Take a nap, dude. I don't care. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would be waiting for Scott to get up or I would go wake him up. And mom and dad wouldn't let us come downstairs until uh, Scott was awake and they had their coffee and they got to sit down and watch us open gifts. And then dad would be weeping because of how much the video games cost.
2: Yeah. Gail, you spent how much?
3: (laughs) But it, it was awesome. It was great times. And I miss those days. And I miss sitting at the top step and I miss you know, mom and dad making their breakfast and their coffee, and then Scott would finally get up and he'd be sitting on the top step next to me. And then mom and dad are still kind of meandering in the kitchen. I'm like, oh my God, come on. <laughs>
2: yeah, we want to tear into these gifts. Let's go. Yep. So finally. But
3: anyways, those were a lot those were a lot of fun times. And we've shared some of those pictures earlier this year of us at Christmas time. Uh, there were some mass toys, I believe. There were some G.I. Joe's, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah, that's where I'd get a lot of the G.I. Joe stuff, too, like some of the bigger vehicles would happen at Christmas.
3: Yeah, so anyways, that was our Christmas time, man. Around that around that time, Mom really went above and beyond. And to this day, she still does go above and beyond. And not just for me, not just for Scott, but for Peyton and for Alana. And uh, for some reason, she does it for Celeste. I don't know why, but... <laughs>
2: What? Because Celeste risks headaches for your Purple Kittles taste test.
3: Uh, Christopher, Merry Christmas to you. I'll be texting you anyways and saying Merry Christmas, but I want to say it on the air and say Merry
2: Christmas to you, man. Yeah, we'll be talking, Christopher. Hope all is well, my friend.
3: Scott, last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that weekly question. This week, I got a question for Scott. Sit back up. Sit back up. I'm sitting up. I'm sitting up. What? I'm (laughs) I'm awake. Get get next to the mic. There you go. This isn't a video game question, Scott, but a taco question.
2: Oh, oh, okay. Now we're talking here.
3: All right, Scott's it.
2: Talking tacos.
3: How many tacos from Taco Bell or another taco place
2: have you eaten in one sitting? Oh, man. Yeah. Well, let's put a TBD on this because when I go to Taco Bell, it's a range of items. I don't just do tacos. I'll usually, because I usually get the box, the featured box for the month, and that always comes with a crunchy taco. So I at least have one. But let me start with, I used to have a buddy in high school. Jeff, you remember Nick? Yep, sure do. We would go to the Taco Bell drive-thru and he would order a 10-pack of tacos. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'll have a couple. He's like, no, that's for me. (laughs) He wasn't kidding. We would go back to our house, start playing video games. Nick would watch us play because Nick would be sitting there with his 10-pack of tacos. And he would put the paper side down, obviously, start eating the taco fold it out nicely like so it's all flat take the next taco unwrap it so now all the paper is nice and neat on top of itself and he would proceed to demolish all 10 tacos in that pack so the most i've ever seen done in a sitting was 10 crunchy tacos and that was my high school buddy nick sean special guest sean used to love the i think it was the steak ranchero taco that used to be on the Taco Bell menu. And it was a soft taco with steak and ranchero sauce. And he was adamant that you couldn't eat more than three. So one night we went to Taco Bell and I got four. He didn't think I was going to do it. So he paid. We got back to his place. I ate the four tacos and was like, what else we got? (laughs) So let's put a to be determined number on that. And over Christmas break, maybe around New Year's, I'll try to do... I think they've got like a 12 or a 10-pack now that they've got. I'll try to demolish it and see how I do. But let's put the number at 4. Because I know I can do 4 for sure. But let's see if I can demolish a 10-pack. I couldn't do that big nachos box that Taco Bell has. Uh, Shannon and Peyton and I got that 2 or 3 weeks ago. And... I Dude, there was no way. That thing was just way too much. But I'm going to see if I can do a 10 or a 12-pack, and I will report back. But right now, that number is four. Jeff, quick question. Yes. We did a birthday party for Auntie Carolyn back in 2007, and the menu was Mexican food. Mm -hmm. And it was—I can't remember if it was per plate or if it was buffet style, but— Uncle Earl had a plate of food that the chef would make just him mm-hmm. and it was loaded. Right. And they asked us what we wanted and we're like, we want what he's got. And we killed the plate. But how many tacos were on that plate? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there were six, seven. Okay. And we killed, we both killed the plates. Correct. Okay. So JT, the answer is now seven, but it's still to be determined. Cause I might go over that. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to knowing Taco Bell tacos. Cause that'll kind of be where we're at to gauge it. We'll, we'll use Taco Bell as the barometer. Let me also say my oldest daughter, Alana, we have some friends here in Tracy. We'll go over to their house every now and then. And Brian makes these killer steak tacos and they are traditional two corn tortillas, carne asada, cilantro, onion, and salsa. It's, it's your typical street taco. When I do those, And granted, those are a little bit smaller than your standard Taco Bell taco, the crunchy one or the soft. They're smaller. I can usually do about eight of those. But my oldest daughter, Alana, one time we went over there, I don't know if it had been days since she had eaten or if they were so good she was just being a glutton. She had 18. Oh. 18 street tacos. I have no idea where she put it because she's very petite. She killed 18 tacos. So... That is kind of a number I aspire to every time we go over there. But I haven't even come close. I think eight is the most I've done, and I was just gorged. I was so full. But she did 18.
3: Oh, my God, dude. With the two to- two
2: tortillas? Yes. I've taught her very well. So 36 tacos altogether? Or 36 uh, tortillas? Or- 36 tortillas, yes.
3: Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I will
2: verify that with her, that she did do double tortilla and not just single, because that does change things. But your standard street taco does two tortillas. And as far as I know, it was two on each one. She did 18.
3: I remember Nick, when he would get that box of tacos, the 10-pack of tacos, Nick was also playing football, so he was burning so many calories.
2: Yes, that's correct. And he was weightlifting, doing all of that, so yes.
3: You know, most weightlifters and stuff like that always kind of supplemented with chicken and vegetables. He <laughs> supplemented with tacos from Taco Bell. Well, I'm here's like-
2: the thing. He was an offensive lineman, so... Get big and beefy.
3: So here's a funny story. I had a supervisor at my last, yeah, my last job. She used to work at In-N-Out Burger. I always talked about the three by three or the four by four. Yes. So she said, oh yeah, one time a Cal Berkeley offensive lineman came in and did a 27 by 27. What? I said, he ate all of it. She goes, no, he did 24 of it.
2: Oh my goodness
3: here's the funny part. Fast forward to my, the job I'm at. Now we have sales reps that were coming in out of the building that you're in right now. One of them was an offensive lineman from Cal Berkeley. And I told him the story. He goes, Oh yeah, that was my buddy. He says, yeah, he only got through 24 or 25 of them.
2: <laughs> oh, how weird dude.
3: It's funny that it all came back around. He actually used to uh, be a guard for Cal Berkeley and he used to block for uh, Rodgers, and he loved Aaron Rodgers. Nice. He said he was the nicest guy in the world, but anyways, he said that he's like, yeah, he couldn't even finish off that 27. <laughs>
2: uh, that is a lot of meat, dude. Oh, That's dude. what she said. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs>
3: Actually, JT goes on to say, while I haven't been able to make it to the magic 12 number, I have come close with 11. Before the pandemic, I remember one time me and my friend Dan headed over to Taco Bell near our college campus. And by near, I mean walking distance. And I got seven tacos and a lemonade, and he got five Doritos tacos, which are delicious. Yes. Well, Taco Bell got his order wrong, giving him Cool Ranch instead of the cheese Dorito tacos. so he went back up and they fixed that for him. Not wanting the tacos to go to waste, And still being hungry, I asked Dan if I could have some of the Blue Ranch ones. He said yes. And I ate four of them. Keep in mind, before I just ate seven soft tacos. Luckily for school that day, I only had to go number one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was going to be my follow-up question.
3: (laughs) (laughs) JT over there destroying toilets. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Scott, that rounds out the show to everyone that sent in a question this week. Thank you very much. During this Christmas break, we want you guys to check out our podcast and buddies, Breaker and Bane. You guys know Breaker. You guys know Bane. Go listen to their show, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Doing the Favor, go check out their website. Because not only do they have their show up there, they also got the SKUs and the UPCs going on over there. So check out doingthefavor.com. We talked about Steve over at the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. And now you can go listen to him and I talk about Jingle All The Way.
2: That movie that you love.
3: If you guys haven't seen Jingle All the Way, don't.
2: Oh, dude. It's not that good. <laughs> Crack me up. You're burying Jingle All the Way. Stop it.
3: So check out the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast. Now, mind you guys, you can also do Google searches on all these podcasts, and you can just listen to them straight from Google. At least you can with our show. chick Foley show is due and there are toys for touch. Sheena Phelps, P.O. Box 14393, Norfolk, Virginia Two Three Five One Eight. Or if you want to make monetary donations, make it to Sheena Phelps, the number two at yahoo.com. And check out the chick fil show on iTunes. You heard Justin Summers earlier, that sweet velvety voice of his. You can listen to him on the Wrestling Cheers podcast where it is a Northeast Ohio-based independent wrestling podcast. Check that out, the Wrestling Cheers podcast podcast justin thank you for sending in your weekly question as well you can check out our buddy rj over at ringside rant you can also check out rucker and marty at boot to the face we have a show on the lucha central network lucha libre figures and facts and we talked about it earlier drunk wrestling history scott
2: yes if you want to give us a follow we are on twitter at wrestling underscore drunk the episode that dropped this past friday is Hardcore Heaven 97 a review. And it gets crazy because Sonny is there, Jenna Jameson is there, Beulah is there. There's a running trend there. Maybe a little bit of off-color humor. Don't play it around your kids. Just a little warning. We are a drunk wrestling podcast review, mostly older pay-per-views. We talk about a little bit of newer stuff, but our jam is old-school wrestling. Give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk where... We're not always accurate, but we are always drunk.
3: You guys did an episode about people that like to party outside of
2: wrestling, right? Uh, a drinkers episode, yes. It was actually our anniversary episode.
3: Did you guys talk about Marty Jannetty? <laughs> I, I, I listened to a bunch of them just recently. I'm trying to remember back to that one. Did you guys talk about Marty Jannetty on the out?
2: If he didn't get mentioned during that episode, it's because he has an upcoming episode completely centered on him. All right, well said. Yes. Check,
3: check out Drunk Wrestling History. You can also check out their shirts on whatamaneuver.net. Marty and Sarah love wrestling. Check out Marty and Sarah's podcast, Marty and Sarah love wrestling. Trivia with Buds daily. You can exercise your brain doing trivia with Ryan Buds. So check out Trivia with Buds. Scott, you mentioned Jason Wolf earlier in his customs. Why don't you go back
2: into it? Yes, going to mention him again, the great Jason Wolf. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Wolf, Or you can follow him on Facebook, same handle, Wolf. You got to stay tuned to his social media if you are into those custom Hasbro figures. When he puts them up, they sell out immediately. So you've got to have the details on when they go on sale, be logged into his website, make that purchase right away. Road Warriors were gone in less than 10 minutes, I think. And his previous releases were gone in less than five. Previous releases include Zeus, who we mentioned earlier in the show, sadly passed away when we're recording. This It was literally just before we started recording RIP Zeus, but Zeus was his first one out of the shoot. Second one was Tuxter Hogan from the Slammies, who came, if you got the deluxe version with an alternate macho man head, followed that up with Rocket Owen Hart and just recently released the Road Warriors. All are sold out. They're incredible. It's exactly what you would expect from the man, Jason Wolf himself. Incredible detail, incredible workmanship. They are beautiful figures. If you want them, stay tuned to his social media again on Twitter, at The Art of Jason Wolf, or on Facebook, The Art of Jason Wolf. And stay tuned for a major event upcoming in January. January 1st through the 3rd. acon. A bunch of people involved, people that you've heard mentioned here on this show multiple times are going to be involved in the event. Richard Ewell, who you've heard us, the Fully Posable Brothers, on his show. So Richard Ewell is putting on this event all from the comfort of your own home. Tune in, listen to a bunch of cool podcasts that you might not be familiar with and some that you are. Jeff and I are a part of it. We're going to do an episode for Richard that will drop after Podcast A airs that will be a special episode for us to drop, but we'll do that after Richard releases it on Podcast A Not going to spoil what it's about, but I think you guys will love it but, again, podcast happening January 1st through January 3rd. And there, there is a Facebook group set up, Podcast-A-Con. It's an online event you can put down whether you're going to be there or not again, all from the comfort of your own home. And, Jeff, that rounds out Roll Call.
3: I am looking forward to podcast So, Scott, for episode 256, anything else?
2: R.I.P. Zeus. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig life since 2016, and happy toy hunting.
3: I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 256. Remember to have your pets spayed and neutered, and don't (laughs) do it yourself.
2: (laughs) I guess the disclaimer is very important on that, right? Uh, Yeah,
3: after last week it is, this week definitely.
2: Don't take the scalpel to your pets, please. (laughs) Whatever you do.
3: Barker 316 says get them fixed. (laughs) Hashtag #figlife audios
0: and on yeah
2: for the hose ball let's go Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take
3: it out the box, M-O-C. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week.
2: We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable. thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.